What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of Mindful Behavior, the realest podcast about seeking understanding and realizing what is and what isn't. I am Ralph, your host, and I'm here with Baruch on the ones and twos producing this project for me. Uh, On today's episode, we're taking an in-depth look at a venom, a poison produced in the glands of the bufovarius toad. A toad's defense mechanism, you know, with unique medicinal properties that changed my life for good. So if you're a fan of National Geographic Channel and love to learn new things about wildlife or a vice fan and like the rawness of reality, then you might find the information in our content today to be interesting enough to lend your ears for at least a few minutes. Or if you stay for the whole video, uh, I'll give you a cookie. All right. So. Plus, I'll be talking a little bit on the subject of psychedelics. So if you are uh, anything like I was prior to doing some research and studying on this subject and don't know shit about the first thoughts, um, don't know shit, you know what I'm saying? And the first thoughts that comes up in your mind is uh, when you hear the word shrooms is deadly, if not taken carefully, you know, or if you associate it with other drugs um, categorized as uh, schedule one or stimulants like, you know, cocaine or heroin, and you, you know, can't distinguish between um, a stimulant or a hallucinogen, a psychedelic, then maybe this video is for you. But before I started to question what psychedelics were, I wasn't aware that I had beliefs already in place to help me make decisions about psychedelics. It was the same response I was trained to give to weed, crack, acid, meth, and all the other varieties of red and blue pills that, you know, we're trained to uh, say no to in elementary school. It was only recently in the last five years that I was actually in the presence of uh, some of these psychedelic drugs and had the opportunity to um, experience them if I wanted to. And I did not all, but, you know, um, and before I get too deep into the meat of this content, uh, I want to let you know that I owe my listeners uh, a little bit of backstory, a little bit of highlights about, you know, my history when it comes to um, doing drugs. Um, so I've never done cocaine. I've never done Molly or MDMA. I've never done any of the hardcore drug drugs other than, and I call Adderall a drug drug. Like it's a hardcore, you know, uh, stimulant. It's in the same category as cocaine if you're not uh, careful. It's um, uh, amphetamine. Um, and who would have thought that, you know, giving this dangerous drug to kids is legal here in the United States? We give our kids who have ADHD um, these medicines, these drugs that are made by humans um, to create a solution, a remedy, a treatment. And it's not always a good solution. Sometimes, I, well, for me, my only rule for myself is to uh, first do research on no matter what I decide to consume or interact with. But when it comes to um, uh, drugs, I like to use the drug, word drugs because it's a little bit more controversial. Uh, when it comes to drugs, I like to make sure that first to say, hey, how natural is the process of this drug? Um, and when you think about processes, um, when it comes to drugs, um, let's take weed, for example. 
weed, the process of consuming weed when it comes to smoking it, you have to, you don't even necessarily have to let it dry. You could take it right off the plant and roll it right up and start smoking it. Not saying that it will get you the most high or it will be the most clean smoke or, uh, <laughs> or anything like that, but it'll, um, the process is straight from the plant to the you know to smoking it and of course you could dry it which is a small process you can cure it which is another process and then you could also you know grind it up that's considered a process and then once you um, burn it that's another process so all these processes you know when you talk about them on a very um, micro level everything has a process but I try to make sure that when it comes to um, drugs I don't, I try to stay away from things that have too many processes or a process in which has been tampered with by a human. And most uh, hardcore drugs are. So, um, and I've also, um, obviously I'm 420 friendly. Um, and right now I'm testing out a pure distilled TAC drops um, to get away from, you know, from smoking. I don't want to smoke and it has always been something that has been yucky <laughs> to me. But um, another note, I've done research on psychedelics as medicine. So I think I know enough to do some damage when it comes to this podcast and giving you a little bit more information. Uh, and But not enough to ignore my Googles. You know, I'm, I'm going to be doing some research, whether it's on this podcast or while I'm on the phone. I'm hold, holding my phone in my hand right now and I'll search some things if I need to. But just going to kind of share with you guys what I know and my experiences with the medicine. Um, just kind of like lay it all out on the podcast right now, you know. And first, I want to talk about what do I know? What did I know prior to the research about psychedelics? You know, um, what are some thoughts that come up in my mind when it, when, it, when I think about shrooms or um, the peyote? or Yopo, or for the sake of this video, 5-MeO-DMT. And so, you know, when I thought of these drugs, it kind of, when I was a kid, they all just kind of fell in the same category. Even weed was in the same category as heroin at that point. And of course, as you grow, you start to distinguish things. And the more you distinguish, you start to separate, you know, you start to categorize different things and when it came to the drugs i noticed that family and friends and my environment we took marijuana as a um, a normal social thing that people did i didn't do it but it was normal and when it came to crack it was more so not as normal but you can tell who was on it so when you you know driving up Bankhead Highway, now um, known as Donnelly Hollowell, um, when you're driving up and down, and you can you could tell who's on it right then and there, who's out there trying to get some fresh air, maybe get some more, you know. Um, but that you can tell the difference as well, the toll it takes on the bodies of those people who take stimulants like heroin, coke, crack, meth, and all the other ones, maybe even I would even consider ecstasy. I don't know much about drugs, but I know that ecstasy is it may have a little bit of MDMA or cocaine in it. 
<laughs> do your own research. But uh, I, I thought of these drugs as very uh, dangerous. They were a no-no. They could kill you. And the people who told me to stay away from them were only trying to help. And they knew everything there was to know about it. So I, you know, I trusted them. This was my dogma as a kid. And um, some of the words that would pop up when I thought of psychedelics or even just thought of shrooms in my mind, it was like, um, and, you know, I, I learned about shrooms listening to Eminem. It was one of my favorite rappers coming up. And when he talked about shrooms, I, I knew it was somewhat of a party drug. But I didn't know, you know, the extent it would. I didn't know the toll it takes on the person. You know, uh, a lot of times when you think of drugs, you think if you take it, you're going to be addicted and you're going to be on it for the rest of your life. And it's, it's just going to ruin your life. But shrooms is more so um, I wouldn't recommend taking it. People, I don't think people would want to take it more than once or twice a month if you get the right stuff. You know what I mean? And, and it does what it needs to do. If it does it, if it do it purpose, if, if, if the purpose is done, then I think that you won't, won't want to take it as often as someone who um, may be microdosing, you know, like the people over in Silicon Valley, the tech people who working for Google or Facebook, who uh, may be taking these medicines, uh, testing them out to increase or enhance their cognitive abilities. And uh, I've done that as well, and I've seen great. Um, it was it was a lot of great outcomes that came from uh, microdosing on those. But also, my personal views about psychedelics at the time was, you know, it was a no no. It was uncharted territory that you don't want to get to know. And I was very religious at the time, a Christian, and being a Christian, you end up uh, just kind of saying no to everything because you don't want to get in trouble with God. <laughs> so I just, I was no to, to everything that could, you know, could make God mad at me. And I didn't want God to be mad at me, you know, the guilt thing. But all right. So what is this toad venom? Toad venom, it's not just any toad. It has to come from the Bufo alvarius toad. This, this, this toad, produces ooh, excuse me this toad produces a venom in the glands around their backs and their necks and when you secrete this venom it, it'll like squirt and you know it's a defense mechanism of the toad and if uh something like a like a coyote or something comes trying to eat the, the toad it could secrete this venom and could send the coyote on his way. Um, and so, you know, we're not going to get too in depth about right now what the medicine does, but you know, it's a defense mechanism and, um, it's different from a lot of people associate the, the venom, the experience, the active compound in the venom of five MEO DMT, five MEO DMT they associate that with DMT and a lot of um, people who are into psychedelics uh, DMT is a popular psychedelic that it is considered a spirit molecule and it'll send your consciousness quote unquote to uh, the spirit world and you have very strong hallucinations very strong um, 
visual um, visual experiences. And 5-MeO-DMT doesn't do that. And 5-MeO-DMT isn't as, isn't as euphoric, isn't as, it's not a party drug. DMT is not a party drug either, but it, it's, it's, um, it's an experience, a journey. Uh, and so people associate those two as the same thing, and they're totally different. 5-MeO-DMT is the thing that changed my life. I've never done DMT. And they're totally two different things. Just because they have the same letters at the end, DMT, they are not the same compound. 5-MeO-DMT um, is the after active compound in the toad medicine. And it is a very strong compound. And if you smoke this compound, if you vape this compound, then you will get a rude awakening. You will become aware of all there is. I mean, not everybody who take this medicine will uh, have this experience. You have to either take enough or just take the right amount. Uh, but it is an experience that is life-changing. It changed my life. And the way it changed my life, we're going to get into that, uh, is, you know, when you eat, when you, all right, so let's say when you take a banana, and I use this analogy all the time, you take a banana, and not the physical banana, you just take the idea of a banana and you start to, you know, learn more about this idea. What is it? What color is it? Where does it grow? How does it grow? What eat? What eats it? What can you cook with it? Um, all these questions that could come from a banana. And you could take a bunch of books and you could learn everything there is to know about a banana and become an expert in the information of bananas. And you could still not know a banana because you've never actually seen the banana in person. You've never actually touched it and you've never actually eaten it, tasted it. You never experienced it. So you can be a scholar on bananas and still have zero experience of a banana. How is that possible? Well, it is, and it's totally different. The, the The experience of the actual banana is totally different from the knowledge of the banana. So when you eat the banana, you will, it, it's a whole different experience than reading about it. You can taste it. You know what it tastes like, the texture, what it feels like, the way it makes you feel on the inside. The way it satiates you, if it satiates you at all, all these things are from the actual experience of the banana. And so when you eat that banana, you now know what a banana is. And if I come and I say, hey, you've never eaten a banana. You don't know what a banana tastes like. You will know. Not You won't even have to say anything. You will know that I am insane. <laughs> Because you will know that you have tasted a banana and that there's nothing that I could say that would convince you that you haven't tasted the banana. You know it. And that's the same thing that has happened with me with 5-MeO-DMT. Before I took the medicine, I was a scholar. I was very aware of God. I was very aware of Jesus. I was a Christian and I knew the Bible. I At least I thought I knew the Bible. I understood scripture. I was able to recite scripture 
And I felt like I understood all there was to know. I felt like I understood everything um, when it came to um, understanding all there is. Now, when I say understood everything, it don't mean that you are a scholar of everything. It just means that you know that everything and ex everything exists and you're fine with coexisting with everything. And so no matter what everything um, transpire or show to you, it doesn't matter because you accept everything for everything being what it is. So therefore, well, that's what I mean by knowing all there is about um, the understanding of things. I don't have to know how a flower grow. I just know a flower grow and I will admire the flower growing. And so when I took this medicine, I quickly turned from a scholar to, in my opinion, well, how could I say this? Someone who have experienced, um, yeah, someone, um, I became someone who have experienced without giving it a title, a label. I became someone who have experienced God. And I knew the things that the things that I thought I knew before, I didn't, I, I knew them now, if, I, if that makes sense. I thought I knew them then. I know I know them now because I've eaten the banana. I've tasted it. And so this medicine, 5-MeO-DMT, it sends your consciousness to God. And it is a very, very powerful drug that is also considered a um, medicine. And it could heal you of so many of your issues, mental health issues, uh, a lot of issues like, you know, your OCD or anxiety or um, uh, issues with self-control, issues with just being settled mentally. A lot of these things um, I feel like come from questions you may have or things you've experienced in your life and you haven't come to terms with accepting and coexisting with these things that has transpired in your life or will transpire or life in, in itself in general, you're not uh, accepting of life changes. And so when you take this medicine, you die, you die in the flesh, you die in, in the whole body, like your whole experience of life ends. And so when this happens, there's nothing else to hold on to. There's nothing else to, um, to be, um, what's the word brute? What's the word I'm looking for when someone is, um, I don't even know the word. I don't even know how to explain it, <laughs> but, um, but, but basically you become, you become the thing that you've always wanted to be. And it's not, you're not there. You're not there as a destination. You're more so there as a, uh, beginning point it is a starting point when you become what you've always be, what you've always wanted to be what you've always been you just have been letting the world dictate your thoughts your beliefs your actions your decisions and when you take this medicine there is nothing holding you back anymore it's almost like an unlocked level that takes the shackles off of Everything that has held you back. Now, I'm not going to say that one experience of this medicine will do all this for you. Um, because honestly, 
it didn't do it for me. I had done a lot of uh, self-work, self-realization work, um, fasting and um, abstinence or celibacy. So, you know, I've been I've been doing a lot of things and I, w- I was, you know, I felt like I was dying from an illness, a gut issue. So I had to change my diet. I changed my whole lifestyle. And so all of this happened prior to me taking the medicine. So when I took the medicine, I was ready. When I took the medicine, I experienced all that I needed to experience. And my experience is on YouTube. Uh, my YouTube channel has been, um, I've been, you know, growing my YouTube channel. And if you go to YouTube now and type in 5MEO DMT experience, um, and if, if you, you might see me laid out <laughs> um, on the thumbnail, if you don't find that thumbnail with me laid out with Dr. Jerry, the, my shaman who helped me and facilitated the medicine for me, then type also in mindful behavior, just like the, this podcast. Type in mindful behavior and type in 5-MEO DMT experience and you will see my video where I go through the entire experience. I put it on video from the time I take the medicine to the time I come back to uh, consciousness. And in other videos, I'm going to explain to you more about the depth of this medicine because I'm also going to have guests on this podcast that are going to ask questions and if you have questions, make sure that you comment, make sure you, uh, you can message me directly. You can DM me. You can, uh, uh, I'm on Instagram at a film director, a film director, just straight up, no underscores, no punctuations, no, none of that other stuff. Just straight up a film director. You can ask me a question and I may add it to the next episode of my podcast. If you have more than one question, please feel free to ask. But also, I want to thank my listeners for um, taking the time out to just, you know, briefly go with me on this this uh, this journey. This is the beginning. This is the first episode of my podcast, and I hope to be doing this for many, many years because I have a lot to talk about. I have a perspective, and uh, I also want to acknowledge um, Baruch, who is the producer of this podcast. He is um, doing a great job. He's producing other podcasts as well. And I appreciate you for uh, believing in this podcast, Mindful Behavior. I also um, want to, you know, let you guys know that you could get a free stock if you download the Webull app or the Robinhood app using my link. I'm going to see if I can put the link in the description somehow. Uh, wherever is wherever this this video is going to be played, look for a link to Webull and or Robinhood. And if you download the app and start your brokerage account, you will get a free stock and I will get a free stock as well. So that is always dope. And I'm getting into the stock market more. I'm trying to get into the Tesla market and really trying to um, create um, generational wealth for my family. So if you guys are interested in that, make sure you uh, take advantage of that link down below. And this podcast will go deeper and deeper into self-realization. So if you stay tuned, I guarantee insight. I can't guarantee how much insight, but I can assure you that you will continue to um, have insight, some, some sort of insight from my podcast because that's what I do. And I want to let you guys know that I love you. 
I want you to share love, not just say it, but share love with those around you, not just people you love. Don't just be biased. Share love with the people around you and share love with the things that are dormant. Try that. That's a test for you for the next episode. Dormant things that that aren't alive, <laughs> like a table. Show love to the table. And the way you show love to the table is you allow the table to be what it was designed to be. And you appreciate it for what it is. You appreciate that table. You appreciate your phone. You appreciate your hands. You look in the mirror and you appreciate yourself. Okay. For what you are, for who you are. And admire yourself. Admire everything around you. That is love. I love you. Have a good day. Till next time. Peace.